Welcome to episode 166 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, organic and paid social strategies for sports brands and teams. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? So my fact about me of the day is when we talked episode 163 with Kara Hutchinson, the director of marketing at the Boston Celtics, I had dropped at the end. I was like, oh, when I was a little kid, like my grandfather, because I was born in Rhode Island, got me a little mini Celtics hoodie, found the picture. I tweeted it out to her in the Celtics. So it's online at bold CEO at Twitter. Um, really, really, really funny. I found the picture. I was like texting my mom. I was like, Hey, do you by any chance have any photos? And she's like, all of a sudden started texting me like dozens and dozens of photos. And I was like, you know, three weeks old in this hoodie. So pretty funny stuff. I love that picture. That was fantastic. <laughs> For me, my fact about me today, which is relevant to this conversation at Bacon Sports, I've organically reached over 1.2 million sports fans wow. with zero dollars on paid. Damn. Zero. That's good. That's good. Which br- brings us back to today's topic, organic and paid social strategies for sports brands and teams. And Brian, this one came up. We were sort of figuring out, well, what do we want to do? And we're like, well, boom, let's talk about this. And where do you want to start? Uh, let's start on the organic side because I think what's cool and I, and I think what you and I were talking about recording this is you have – we both share obviously a wealth of knowledge on both the organic and the paid side. But I think your like real big strength um, for this conversation is the organic side. My real big strength for this conversation is the paid side. And I think together – you and I can drop some real knowledge that's not only actionable, but that anyone on the social media marketing team or social teams at any brand team and organization should can seriously use. And I think you and I will get a little bit deep on this. So I'd love to get your perspective on you know organic content in 2017 because it was a different game four or five years ago. What's the game? What works organically? So – Organically, I guess the hallmark of how I've built everything. So I've been a bootstrapped entrepreneur for the last five years. So I didn't have the luxury of just rolling in and being like, boom, let's just start boosting all the posts and making everything work. I had to start from like my WordPress site at Bacon Sports with zero people. And I remember the day when I was like, holy shit, 100 people came to my website today. This is unbelievable. And the hallmarks of what I had, which are a lot of people know, it's just the consistency of posting. But then for me, it was a lot more about engaging topics in creativity and then also really understanding SEO. So a lot of the things that we talk about, I had to teach myself. I didn't know shit about SEO. So here's one thing. If you run a blog, get the Yoast plugin, Y-O-A-S-T. Do that. And then you also have to understand uh, images. There's Google crawling from that. So make sure you're naming the images right. Make sure you're putting in the the right uh, meta descriptions and the keywords and things like that. So there's probably a list of, I don't know, six different things that I would do on every single post. And is it tedious? Of course it's tedious. I don't sit there. I love writing and doing all that, but then I got to go and create a featured image and then I got to go and name that. And then I got to go make sure that the title is keyword rich. And then from there, I would organically go and put this out to the mainly Facebook and Twitter are the two platforms that I'd used. And 
What had really helped me generate the organic reach is, and especially on social, uh, specifically on Facebook, is asking questions. The biggest, the number one thing that I see that brands fail at is they're like, one, they don't even care that they're not getting results because they think, oh, I'm posting. That means I'm doing good enough, except for the fact that they look and there's zero comments, no shares, and one like. And they're like, oh, no, we're, we're good on social. Don't worry about it. But on the flip side, what you can do is ask questions, lots of them. Why? How in the world are you ever going to respond to me, Brian, if I don't ask you a question? If I only say, this is what Rob does. Look at this. We have a new special. And then I do that day after day after day. What you have to do is give people a reason to look forward to hearing from you. Hmm. Where you're like, holy shit, I cannot wait to hear back from Bacon Sports because they provide value to me. They're entertaining. They're relevant. They get me. And for me, it was always understanding I'm building a community. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a brand, you have a community of people who love what you do. Engage that community and say, all right, envision who the person is. Give them a name. Draw them. Create this profile for them. And every time you create content, Think about this person. How are they going to engage with it? And then guess what? You also respond back to every single yep. person. Every single person. Yep. So I would like to think the community that I've built at Bacon Sports, these people, just like we often hear, Brian, with you and I with the sports marketing huddle, they feel like they know us. Why? Hmm. Because we want to know them. I, I love that there are people out there that just give me one second of their time to listen to something or engage with it. Hmm. Have that in the content that you create. And organically, that's what's going to, when you do all the things correctly, all of a sudden, one million people later, that's what happens consistently. Having a long term view of this, that's a huge key. Everyone likes to think, oh, what can I do today to game the system? No. If yeah. you're building a brand in a community and engagement, you don't get from zero to a million overnight. Nope. You go zero to one to five to ten to all of a sudden there's momentum mm -hmm. and word of mouth happens. Yep. And all of a sudden these things, a lot of people need hard metrics on everything. How in the world is this working? No, man. You're building your tribe of 1,000 fans do that brick by brick one day at a time. It's it, it is a lot of patience, very slow, especially, you know, I've gone and we've talked about this before. I, I've spent more energy this year building or the last year building my personal brand. And on Instagram, I've been utilizing as my biggest tool for that because I think the highest engagement is there. And on Instagram stories, it's exactly what you're talking about, where what I'm trying to do is daily or at least most days try to give some sort of entrepreneurial business or sports marketing type of tip where people can get a takeaway. And then I started, like you're saying, asking some questions. Hey, did you use this? How did this work? What do you think about this? And all of a sudden, Again, start with one, then two, then five, then twenty, then a hundred, then five, and it's it's slow. I mean, it's happening quick for how you know how short period of time I've been doing it. But it's like if you expect to post something today and it's the first time you're doing that and ask a question and get a response, you're going to go a lot of times where you ask a question and nobody responds. If you think back even to early sports marketing huddles, the first 10, 15 episodes, we ended with a question, hey, what do you guys think about this? Tweet at us. Probably the first 5, 10 episodes, no one tweeted at us, but we kept going and we kept going. And now we don't even ask questions and people tweet, hey, what do you think about this topic idea for the show? Hey, love the episode on whatever, but what do you think about this? We're not, we, I mean, we ask questions and people get engaged but you and i don't even need to do that anymore because we start at the community it's still small 
and you and I think are still building it bigger, but like it is, it's it's patience and understanding that it takes a long time and it's slow and you just, just got to do and do and do and do. In every day, ask yourself, are we asking a question somewhere where someone's going to have the opportunity to interact with us? Like you said, Brian, there's going to be a lot of times where you get no response whatsoever, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep asking questions yep. because the second you stop is the second you don't give those people an opportunity there. So with the content, provide value, make it fun and entertaining. And for me, I'm a very positive person and that comes across in all content that I create. And then lastly, multi-channel. So for me, that's why we do <clears throat> articles, podcasts, live streaming, social media. We're talking memes, pictures, just Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Snapchat, everything that you can do. How many different touch points can I create a positive brand interaction? And that's the mindset you have. So, Brian, let's move this bad boy over to some paid social strategies. Drop some knowledge on us. Okay, so paid is very interesting. And to set the, you know, to set the stage, a bold worldwide, right? We're spending tens of millions of dollars in paid media across different social media channels. I will tell you guys right now that whatever you're spending on social media marketing – the vast majority of it should be on Facebook. The next biggest chunk needs to be on Instagram. LinkedIn, if you're B2B, works to an extent, but we're seeing equal results on, you know, almost equal results on Facebook, though I'd still do some Instagram. Twitter, the only value for Twitter is additional reach and engagement, or if you're if you're following around some very specific hashtag, but, but it should be a much smaller portion of your spend. Um, Snapchat should be the least of your spend. Geo filters are good if you have an event and there's a specific time around it. The regular ad roll, not worth it dollar yet. And we've talked about that in a previous episode. Um, so, and there's obviously a lot of other things and tactics, but Facebook marketing is the number one right now. We're seeing massive results and not just as far as reach and engagement and clicks, but selling stuff. We're selling hundreds of millions of dollars annually for clients that have e-com directly through Facebook and Instagram, Facebook being the first channel, Instagram being the second. And then again, there's other stuff, but that's where the vast majority of your energy and dollars should be spent in 2017, probably moving into 2018 as well. Now, here's the thing to think about though, because even the paid strategy on Facebook and Instagram doesn't work the same way today as it did 12 months ago. What does work is really thinking about, and this is why it's a great topic, organic combining over with the paid strategy. It's not one or the other, it's together and it's both. And here's what I mean by that. You have to think about all of your paid social media marketing strategy as a funnel, not just, and this is the problem, and I see big brands that have a lot of money, that even have full huge teams that are doing this to social media marketing. They're like, oh, we are already doing it. And then you really look and they're just either promoting for video views for a video or promoting some blog content or trying to direct sell or even they're doing some semi-complex strategies with remarketing and so forth but they're just trying to sell products and it's not one or the other it's all and so the strategies that we're seeing the biggest upside and results for clients and even ourselves is this starts top funnel which is awareness even if even if people know who you are right? Even if you're a big brand, awareness, getting people engaged in the brand immediately. So video is number one, especially on Facebook, Instagram too, but Facebook will start with video. And then what you want to do and what you can do with Facebook is you can say, Hey, let's, let's, let's run this video to my target audience. So let's talk, say we're talking about sports marketing. So video that would go out to people interested in sports marketing or sports marketers and so forth. 
and a video that's that's really good content that could be organic that probably even lives on your Facebook wall that's organic content they would be interested and in, give some sort of value and you then t- pay media behind it to target to that group of people and you know carve that out the right way now you create an audience based off the people that watched 100% of that that completed the entire video so let's say you had a million people watch it and only 150,000 people watched it to completion. I don't care about the 800, the 850,000 people that didn't watch it to completion. I care about the 150,000 who did watch it to completion because now they're brand aware. They clearly had some level of interest and maybe they were very much interested in what we had to say as a brand or what we showed. From there, you then show those 150,000 people, making up numbers here, other content it might be a blog post. It might be a podcast. It might be multiple blog posts. And then what you do, that's the middle of the funnel. So now I'm driving you deeper. Like, oh, wow, you were interested in this. So let me give you some more value. And again, it goes back to your organic strategy, which is it's got to be good content. You got to give more value, ask questions on the blog, on the podcast, on whatever this content is. It's more middle of the funnel. You then send those 150,000 people to there. Now what you do is you start watching. Okay, well, of those 150,000, who are the ones that read three blog posts, spent five, 10 minutes on the site, watched this other video, clicked on this other thing. And from there, you then take those people and you move them further down the funnel. And maybe your next step in the funnel is just to sell them. And you use dynamic product ads, you use different methods of retargeting and remarketing to now find and figure out when those people are very peaked in interest and say, I have this product that I want to sell to you. And you get them to buy and convert online right then and there. And there might be other layers of the funnel. And, and I'm just talking about a very simplistic formula here from a funnel. But most brands, companies, teams, even the big ones, aren't doing this. They're doing on a very basic piece or they're doing different pieces of this that aren't in conjunction of another. It's all about a funnel. And it's about using Facebook first and then all the other platforms later for different pieces of that funnel. And then what I would say additionally, um, think about this is you need dozens of funnels. So if you're targeting sports marketers in one, maybe you need entrepreneurs in another, maybe you need women entrepreneurs in another, and men entrepreneurs in another, maybe you need college student sports marketers in another funnel, and you're showing them a different video that relates to the college kids differently than the women entrepreneurs, a different video, different blog content, different calls to action, different dynamic product ads that are selling them differently. So your language is different, your tone is different. Now... That's how you market, and that's how you scale, and that's how you move into different verticals. And it works, and it works brilliantly. So, Brian, on the simplest level, I think there's two things I would like you to expand on uh, briefly. One, the importance of using a pixel if you're doing something where you're promoting blog content, which is something that I don't believe everybody knows. And then two, the importance of making sure if you're running an Instagram ad, you have copy specific to Instagram and not just the exact same copy you have on your Facebook ad. Yes. Don't run. Don't run. First of all, start backwards. Don't run everything generically. What you're showing on Facebook needs to be formatted differently for Instagram. If you're also then running Twitter, which maybe you aren't, needs to be formatted for Twitter. Everything needs to be set up separately. There's a lot of software that will automate this across the board. Don't use it. I know that sounds terrible. You're better off hiring more people to do more work because you get better results than the software that automates portions of this. I'm not saying all the automated software is bad, but the ones that are like, oh, just put this image here and the copy here and now we'll serve it on Facebook and Instagram and we'll serve it in you know the news feed and on the right call. Don't do that. Don't automate that level, right? Because it really comes down to the context. And then working backwards from there, the pixel, 
there's two things, pixels and cookies. Cookies are delicious. No, but basically it's just a digital piece of code that just tells, if we're talking about Facebook, a Facebook pixel, literally um, when you land on a page, that little line of code goes and talks back to Facebook and your ad account and says, oh, this person that clicked on this ad just landed on this page of yours. And here's what else they did. So now you can start to collect that data and figure out where they went, what they did. And obviously it gets more complex and there's different pixels and cookies and different code and different ways that you can break that down to figure out all sorts of different stuff. But literally for our clients, for example, the pixels and the coding that we use, if you go... Uh, to a client's website that we're doing this for, I'll know not only what ads that you clicked on, what did you do, what videos did you watch, I'll know what pages you went to on the website, how much time you spent there, did you fill out a form and then submit information to sign up for a newsletter, and then did you buy, did you not buy, did you put something in a cart and not check out, because then I'm going to send you different ads, did you check out and, and buy something in a cart, that's great, I'll also know that, and I'll know, I'll know all the way upstream where you came from, and that's the way that marketing needs to work in this day and age, and you're right, not a lot of brands, even the big ones, aren't, yeah, some are doing it, but they're not doing it to the complexity and level that can be done, because the tools are so incredible if it's used correctly and by the way you can learn all this just by reading oh there's so much information out there and you just got to read you got to do you got to learn obviously to do it big at scale with millions of dollars you need a big 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 team to do that um i mean that's what we do here but like yeah if you're even a solo entrepreneur and you've got an etsy site or a shopify site and you got a few products you can do this you might not do it at the scale and the level that i'm talking about but you can do this and you can learn how to so, Brian, time for our takeaway. And I heard a quote. It's on my whiteboard right now. Don't steal people's time. Mm-hmm. When you're creating content, organic or paid, value their attention. You get an opportunity to deliver something from your brand to them. Don't take that lightly. Make sure you give something that is going to provide value, is fun, informative, or engaging. I agree. And that goes for both paid and organic. And that's the thing is I think marketers sometimes feel like the paid stuff just needs to be ads. It doesn't. That's not what resonates today. You need to be giving value. You can then ask for the sale at the right time when they're primed. That's what I was talking about, all that data. Um, but other than that, you need to be giving value. And what I what you need to do is you really need to look at the blog posts, look at the ads, look at the ad copy, look at the video and say, Would I personally watch this if I saw this? Would I personally read this? If the answer is no, then don't do it. So, Brian, time for the action item, and I'm going to throw this bad boy your way. Oh, boy. Curveball. Whoa. Oh, um, let's see here. What's your your Twitter handle? At Rob Cressy or at Bacon Sports. Okay, and mine is now at Bold CEO. Tweeted us. Tweeted us. Um... What's the best ad you've seen on Facebook? What's the worst ad you've seen? 